Hi, welcome back to my podcast. This is Rosalind Yukich from A Little R&R. And um, in the A Little R&R podcast, we talk about how to live our lives for the glory of God, how we read and we study God's word and we pray and meditate on scripture, renewing our minds with his word. And um, we have been talking about the last few weeks about living with chronic illness in a way that glorifies God and how in our... Um, well, we're in those difficult seasons and we're trying to um, bring our, our bodies back to a place of health and healing, that we need to do that from a spiritual perspective. We need to um, lay that spiritual foundation so that we can come to that place of healing, spirit, soul, and body in a tripart healing method. And so um, we are going to be talking even more about that today. If you are a new listener, um, we have, I have already, uh, done several podcasts on this topic already. So you might want to go and check those out. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for checking in every single week. I am so happy that you are here. And so in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about mom life, homeschooling life, and how we do that with chronic illness, especially when we are in a difficult season. So be sure to stay tuned for that. with littles and you struggle with chronic illness and you are in a difficult season right now, you're in a flare up or a crash or whatever it is that you call that. Um, and maybe you're even homeschooling. How do you do it? Like, how do you juggle everything? That is what we're going to be talking about today. That is what I'm living presently. And so, or at least at the time of recording this podcast, I hope by the time I publish this podcast, I'm feeling a little bit better. I really hope so. Um, but so we're going to be talking about this. How do we do this? Well, um, first of all, I just want to backtrack and say, we have to first lay the foundation. So we have to go back to the beginning and say, we need to first find our joy in God. We need to, we need to remember that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So going back to the very first podcast in this series, finding that joy in him so that we can have that joy with our family, with our kids. And then finding that rest in him, because drawing from that rest that we have in Christ, that rest from the pressure, from the pushing, from the try harder, do better, uh, from the perfectionism that we so often battle, um, finding that rest from all of that is going to definitely help us approach homeschooling and mom life as we struggle with chronic illness. We have to draw from that. The third thing that we talked about was the wisdom that we get from spending time with God every single day in his word and in prayer. We're going to need that wisdom to know what things do we need to do right now and what things can wait. So we need all three of those things in order to be able to approach this topic today of homeschooling and mom life with chronic illness, because, um, really to be honest, you're not going to be able to do everything, but you're going to need to know where you're going to focus and what things you're going to leave for another day. So I first just want to talk about mom life in general. 
Um, being a mom, especially with little kids and dealing with chronic illness is not easy. I know because, um, I actually found out that I had adrenal fatigue before I became a mom. And so really I battled this from day one with my oldest child. So from the very earliest days, I really, really struggled when they were little and, um, you know, and then my second came along. And so then I had a, a, a small toddler and an infant and, and struggling even more because with each pregnancy, it just, you know, had a bigger toll on my body. And so how did I make it work? Well, obviously when they were little, I just, you know, I just made it work. But I also did not, I tried to do as little extra things as possible. I did simple meals, I did simple cleaning. Thankfully, at that time, we were living in a fairly small apartment, so I didn't really have a lot of cleaning to do. I tried really hard not to push myself too hard. I tried hard not to take on extra responsibilities. Um, I just did the minimum. And I kind of continued that as they got older and older. And, um, and I still continue that today. Now, I'm a homeschooling mom, and I have a fourth grader and a second grader. And so on days like today, the time of recording this, um, I, I am pretty exhausted. Like pretty much everything seems overwhelming to me. Um, everything seems like too much. So what I am doing right now is, um, you know, I first of all did not get up at my usual wake up time. Um, I got up two hours later, but um, as far as homeschooling, I am starting with all of the subjects that they can do on their own. So anything that they are, where they are self-directed, where they don't need a lot of intervention, where they don't need my active teaching or reading something to them, that's where we're starting with. And, um, and then when we get to the end of that, I will assess and see, first of all, what time is it? Because I don't want school lasting all day and they don't want school lasting all day. And sorry if you can hear the drums. My son is practicing his drums right now. A self-directed activity. When we get to the end of the self-directed subjects, then I will assess. First of all, what time is it? Second of all, um, is this a subject that can wait for another day? Like, it is it an essential subject to do today? Or can it wait? Or can I do this subject another way? For example, yesterday on TV, they actually had a documentary on Hannibal. Well, we had been studying Hannibal in history. We had just had that lesson that week, earlier in that week. And so um, instead of doing another history lesson, we sat down and we watched the documentary. And so can I do this lesson another way? Is there a video that we can do? Or is there a game we can play to make it fun? If I don't have the energy for a game, maybe it's a game that the two of them can play together. Or can we just skip it? And um, on the days when I find that I have to cancel school altogether, I still try to do something so that I can count it as a school day, but also something so that they're learning. So is there a movie we can watch together? Um, or is there a, um, a documentary that we can watch together? Um, is there a book we can read together? You know, is there something that we can do where we, where I'm able to relax, where I'm not having to actively teach? 
Um, and I'm not having also to be like, get your work done. Come on. You know, where I can just relax and we can all have fun, but we can count it as a school day. So remember that if your kids were enrolled in, in public school or in a private school, they would have days where they would do a movie or where they would be playing games outside, you know, where they would be doing alternative activities to the usual school subjects. It is okay to do that as a homeschool mom as well, because, um, you know, we, and we can take sick days. <laughs> we can take sick days and you can actually take a sick day, put on a movie, you know, something that has to do with the subject that you've been learning. And then you can have a sick day and still count it as school at the same time. I mean, it's just amazing how you can do that. So get creative. Um, you know, as a mom, if your kids are attending public school and they come home with homework, how do you handle that? How did I handle that? Well, I kind of handled it from very much of a similar perspective. Um, I had, uh, before I began homeschooling, my oldest child was enrolled in public school and he would come home with homework and they had quite a lot of homework actually for him being in the lower grades in elementary school. And so I would sort of tackle it the same way. I would, um, get all of his subjects where it's like I knew he didn't need a whole lot of intervention from me. And so I would let him pick from among those, which one do you want to start with? Usually math, because math is his stronger subject and he enjoys math. And so he was kind of wanted to start with that. And so we would start with that. And um, then, uh, then we would, and that would sort of give me an opportunity to sort of gear up, <laughs> gather some energy, um, you know, to then go and help him with the harder ones. And, um, usually by the time, and this is what I found has helped both in homeschooling and when he was enrolled in public school and coming home with, a, with a lot of homework, um, having a win with math or another subject in which he was strong, you know, getting through that and being like, yay, we got one of those done. It was a lot of motivation for him. And so him being motivated that way would often take the pressure off of the other subjects where he needed a little bit more intervention for me. And I would find that he actually needed a little less intervention for me because his confidence was boosted by that win. And so, um, and I would do a lot the same if we were in a harder subject and he was really struggling and he was getting a lot of my help and he was, you know, and tears were starting to ensue, um, I would often pause and just, let's take a break. First of all, go outside and ride your bike, jump on the trampoline, you know, go into the exercise room and, you know, do a little on the elliptical or something. Um, that physical exercise tends to help the brain function better. Come back, let's do some math. You know, even if he was already done with his math homework, I would pick something. Let's do some math. Let's get a win. Let's get a win in here. If we have a win in here, it's going to boost our confidence. It's going to make us happy. It's going to get those, you know, happy hormones going. And then let's try to tackle this. And usually coming back from that kind of perspective, first of all, it gave me a little bit of a break while he was out, you know, riding his bike or, and he was in the exercise room doing the elliptical or whatever. Um, and then doing the math thing, he didn't need me there. So it gave me, you know, a few of those extra minutes that helped me to get a little bit of rest in, but then it also helped to boost his confidence 
which meant again, a little less intervention for me. And so learning these little tricks that help them and help us at the same time is so important because our exhaustion tends to lead to irritability. Our irritability often has an impact upon them. And then their negative impact from our negative emotions, our irritability, then comes splashing back on us and it just has the circular effect. If we can intercept all of that and turn it around, where I'm getting a little bit of rest, I'm getting myself mentally prepared. We're going to have this homework. We got, you know, he's going to need some intervention from mom. He's going to need some help, maybe some teaching. Um, if we can get that little bit of rest in initially, and then if they can have a confidence boost so that they're feeling happy and good about what they're doing, we come into that with our not irritable attitude um, and they're happy, then that just sort of helps to intercept all of that negative cycle that can often happen. And that, so that is what I have found helps me a lot with, um, you know, helping school kids either in homeschooling or with doing homework when I am having a difficult day battling chronic illness. And so I hope that this helps to give you tools. Um, again, drawing from the joy of God, which is our strength, and from the rest in Christ, which helps to um, put to rest our perfectionism and the pressure and the anxiety and the swirling thoughts and all of the overwhelm. Drawing from the wisdom of God that helps us to discern what is most important, what can we shelve, what can wait for another day. Um, also drawing from the wisdom of God that's going to help us to know how to feed our body and mind what it needs, help to resolve maybe some of the addiction that we have to certain foods or to food in general or to electronics or to whatever it is that is keeping us in a cycle of sickness. The wisdom of God that's going to help to set us free from that, to walk away from that, to help control those things in our life better and to add in the supplementation and the nutrients that we need to help support good body function. So we need that wisdom, but then we need the wisdom of God as moms to know um, how we can interact with our children in a way that's going to help to bring happiness, joy, and calm in our home. That's not going to give it, that's not going to, that's going to help us to intercept the cycle of frustration and irritability that, um, impacts them, which then again impacts us and keeps that cycle going, how to intercept that so that we can do things from a more rested and a more calm state of mind and emotion. And so all of this, again, drawing from the spirit, drawing from scripture, drawing from time with Christ, drawing from his wisdom so that we are living in a way that glorifies Christ and that is helping to move us towards better health and healing as women of God. Thank you for joining me today on the A Little R&R podcast. If this podcast was meaningful to you, would you mind sharing it with a friend and letting them know how they can find the A Little R&R podcast? You can also let me know how this podcast is meaningful to you. You can send me an email or you can leave me a comment on my social media or my blog. If you're watching this on Rumble, you can also leave a comment in the comment section below the video. I hope that these podcasts are encouraging you to dig down deep 
in your walk with Christ and to grow in your knowledge of Him. And I will see you back here again next week.